Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Now it's time to get funky. It's Beamaz and Beamer. News Radio 930 WBEN. Freeze! Everybody clap your hands. Let's get transported to the middle of a wedding reception. <laughs> That's what we're doing here. Uh, it's good hey. Friday vibes. Yeah, you're right, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> Beamer and Beamer are here with you on WBEN. Thanks for hanging out with us. Um, you know, if you're heading back to work maybe today after having yesterday off with the snow. Snow eventually hit, we told you. I thought I could... Uh, I thought I could do it, right? I thought I could get away yesterday without using the snowblower or That's the right. shovel or anything like that because at n- noon still in North Tonawanda, there was nothing. Now, I probably still could have got away because the snow was so light and fluffy, uh, but there was just enough of it on the ground where I'm like, all right, I'm going out there. I'm going out there. I'm going to do it. And, uh Yeah. <laughs> I I didn't get out unscathed. I had to fire up the snowblower, which I always forget, you know, what the I, it, the first time I run it, it always takes me two times of starting it up and then figuring out how I'm supposed to, uh, you know, let go of the clutch uh, to actually make sure it runs without shutting off immediately. Oh, yeah. But then after those two times, I'm pretty good. You're and good then I the remember winter. I'm good for the rest of the winter. You're like a winter driver with your snowblower. Yes. Yes, yes exactly. <laughs> I almost ate it on my because I mentioned my whole uh, it, underneath the snow was a bunch of ice. Right, <laughs> and uh, man, I almost uh, pulled a hashik. Right, my leg goes too far out. You get the groin, and uh, you're out for the rest of the week or something. I wish there was security footage on that. <laughs> oh, I sometimes I do too, just to see what it looked like. Um, but no, I w- w- didn't get out unscathed, unfortunately, in the North Towns. You know, I, I I started driving home thinking it was you know, hey, it's not that bad outside our Amherst studios. I'm only two miles down the street. This should be fine. Ooh, a different story in Williamsville that I uh, that I drove into. And, you know, those side streets, Brian, they don't get plowed as the snow's coming down. Uh, but those all-season tires, they saved me. They saved me. I, I just found a spot in the lot, opened the door, snow comes piling into the Civic. Um, and then the plow eventually <laughs> does come by. And I sent you a picture of my yeah, car. Two very interesting things here, Joe. One... You mentioned those all-season tires saved me. You went from snow tires to all-season. Well, because I think my mechanic realized that I'm not going to come back in the season. Yeah. I mean, you remember I drove all summer on winter yes. tires. The bald winter tires yes. that were driven in July. Well, by the way, those were <laughs> – but I was I was told to just drive them out because, quote, your other tires are worse. So drive those out. <laughs> the all-seasons came in the week of my wedding, got those put on, and let me tell you – 
was great. I mean, obviously, he still had to slow it down. I, I drive a car very low to the ground, but it was very nice, a very nice drive um, down Maple. And, and then the second you you showed me that picture, you, you were Stefan Diggs' car, yeah. basically, in the snow <laughs> in what you showed me. That was tough. Did yeah. you, you managed to get out, though, obviously. Yeah, but as you said, it's very light snow, so I got the shovel um, because, of course, we, we uh, shoveled around the car, pulled it out, and then there was the lot. That was the lot in the building next to us. Our building's lot was all plowed. You know, everything was plowed by that time. So, got the car out of that uh, out of that lot, put it right into a nice plowed spot, and was fine to go. I love this story of Stefan Diggs in the snow, which it wasn't actually him. It was his car, though. Yes, his, was it a Lamborghini or, or a Ferrari? One of the two. It was, Does it matter in it the it, it context of, of this conversation? You shouldn't be driving in the winter. Well, but you know, when you this is how you know you have money. <laughs> Not that you have the Ferrari. Okay. You know you have money when you're letting other people drive your Ferrari. <laughs> That's when you know you've made it, apparently, in uh, in this world, is when you have the Ferrari and you just go, yeah, take it around in the snowstorm to get some Timbits, uh, which is what it looked like happened. Got stuck in the snow. The car loaded to the ground uh, near the city of Buffalo. Uh, had to be pushed out by some friendly neighbors was not Diggs driving he made uh, that clear he was at practice yeah hey but we were all concerned we just wanted to make sure Stefan was okay but gla- right. glad that we he- don't need you out pushing a, a Ferrari in no. the snow two days before the Jets game close to the playoffs um but you know we're glad that his car and his friend are okay I just that occurred to me that's like you know I used to think oh you drive a cool sports car that means you're you're doing well no if you give your cool sports car to somebody else to drive around the block that that is the that's the ultimate what was the conversation hey i have practice but if you want to take the car over to tim hortons or something the keys are right there well it's you know i have to get to practice so i'm taking the suv yeah (laughs) and hey if you have to go somewhere we've got the ferrari here (laughs) you're gonna have to take the ferrari i love that conversation i do want to uh you know backtrack a little bit from yesterday joe we had dr amish adalja on if you missed that conversation always a great conversation with him uh on demand wben.com in the odyssey app wherever you get your podcast search bmas and beamer that was uh the first part of yesterday's show uh you know talking a lot about booster policy and you know i find it interesting that it's something he's been saying for a long time. You have to really think about, especially uh, even before Omicron, but especially now with the new variant, you have to really think about if boosters make sense for who you're uh, giving them to. And we asked him specifically about SUNY students, you know, mandated boosters to go back and get your education uh, this January. And this is from the New York Times uh, talking about this uh, just after our conversation with Dr. Adalja. Uh, Dr. Michael Nusenswig, immunologist at Rockefeller University in New York. Apologies for the name butchering there. Uh, but he said, you know, regular boosters might make sense if the vaccines prevented infection and spread of the virus. And this is the quote from him. But with Omicron, what's the point? The end game is keeping people out of the hospital. Dr. Fauci said the same. He said, in order to prevent infections, booster shots have to be timed to a variant circulation in the population. For example, people who got a third dose early in the fall were left vulnerable to Omicron because the immune boost had already subsided by the time it came around and uh, was really an issue here. So uh, it's interesting to see these ideas, and we talked to Dr. Adalja yesterday about them. 
circulate a little more heavily. This one in the New York Times uh, just today. It, it just seems more and more uh, that you, you talk to doctors, they're saying, you know, these booster shot recommendations at these colleges aren't going to make the bit of difference, right? They're, they're not going to make any difference in the spread of the variant. Um, it, I don't think college kids are, you know, too many are threatening to go uh, to hospitals. So it, it just seems that, you know, this was just put in as a is a feel-good thing more than a necessity. Well, what do you say? He's being called anti-vax now? Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, or it's, it's not, you know, when I say that uh, the booster uh, requirement for a college student to go back to the classroom doesn't make sense, he would say it himself. That's not even saying I'm against booster shots. Right. It's just uh, you have to think a little bit more about your policy. Again, I would encourage people to go back and listen to that interview yesterday. And it's stuff that he's always said, you know, put, you know, politicians getting in the way and they don't realize they're actually doing more harm to the messaging, Brian, something that you and I have talked about a lot. They're doing more harm to the messaging than actually um, encouraging people to go and get those boosters or maybe even their first vaccine. All right. Um, On today's show, you know, we were thinking about talking about this yesterday and Dr. Adalsha had the time though. Uh, This I found it very interesting. I know a lot of people did, and some people were paying attention. Some people uh, might have been a little more groggy without your Starbucks coffee. Uh, because one of the local Starbucks locations that organized uh, went on a walkout. Not a strike, but uh, had a walkout the other day over COVID health concerns. The Starbucks, um, I I believe was it the uh, the Elmwood location. The Elmwood location uh, yes. was the uh, one of the ones that organized, and employees staged a walk off of the job, saying that they lacked the staff and resources to do work safely amid surging COVID cases. Um, six employees uh, formed a little mini picket line outside of the Starbucks, and they said that pressure to go to work is being put. On many of us, when some of us already have other health issues. This is where, you know, again, and we've talked about this a lot on the program, where I am, you know, I sympathize with these workers. I've I've had a similar job. Joe, you've had similar jobs. I've always said you want to organize, uh, you know, go for it. You want to stage a walkout, go for it. But don't be surprised at the pushback that happens and don't be surprised that people uh, may be kind of looking at your argument and wondering if it makes sense at all. So I look at this quote from uh, some of the uh, Starbucks employees that want pressure to go to work is being put on many of us. And I'm wondering what that pressure looks like. Yeah. Is being on a schedule pressure? <laughs> is being told if you don't show up, you're gone pressure? Is that Common? I mean, are you allowed to ask off? And what exactly, in terms of safety from COVID, should a company be expected to do? So all these Buffalo stores, are you can't go in and eat. They're grab-and-go. It's takeout only at all these Starbucks locations. Um, And that's because of COVID. Other than that, what exactly would you... (laughs) <laughs> you know, do. So they're, uh, the employees say they'll return to work when they feel the store is both fully set, staffed and safe. The problem is that it seems like there's a zero-win situation if you're Starbucks or whoever's doing the scheduling at that store between the two. 
because they're pointing to about a third of the staff is out because of illness or exposure. Now, the company said there's only one person out because of COVID. Right. Everyone else because of an exposure. Give me a person in Western New York who's not an exposure right. Uh, risk right now. Uh, 90% of Western New York might have a COVID exposure. Everyone knows multiple people right now who have COVID. Absolutely. Uh, so there's that situation, but you want the store to be fully staffed, yet you're arguing against people coming to work. So it seems like you're at a little bit of a stalemate here. And I do think it brings the larger question, which goes not only to Starbucks, but to every single workplace. Uh, and this is where I will sympathize with employers a little bit. What is the correct thing to do in terms of COVID safety in the workplace, keeping your staff happy, ready, willing, and able to work? Because I don't think that that's an easy answer for employer uh, for employers. I think to a person, it's an easy answer, right? Everyone can say one thing. I can sit here and say, uh, just return everyone to work and do nothing. Yeah. Like that, that simple answer. I like that answer. Uh, but you can't do that if you're an employer because half of your employees probably say, well, if you do that, then I, I can't work here. You know, I need to go out and uh, do so. I need everyone to wear a mask if I'm going to come in. I only uh, I only want to work from home or I, I would feel safer if I was more isolated in the workplace. Uh, maybe there is, you know, all sorts of different requirements to go in, health screening, something like that. In a restaurant, is it takeout only? Is it, you know, in this case of Starbucks, what more could be done other than shutting down the store? Right. I, I don't That's, think anything. No. Uh, if you're, you're takeout only, you're, your store is making coffee, so you need someone in there to make the coffee. Yes. And that's you can't all. can't do that from home. <laughs> you need customers to buy the coffee. Yeah. And if those are the only two people who are in the store, and you lose one of those <laughs> because of a COVID safety concern, you're left with nothing. And I don't know how exactly you go any other way. So it seems like in this case, I, the demands are a little bit much. I don't know what more you would expect. But what do you expect from your workplace, 803-0930? Yeah, I, I mean, I, I heard this, Brian, and I thought, do they want us to go back to the early, early days of the pandemic where if you were somewhere waiting for something, a lot of places had you lined up outside? Is that what the Starbucks employee? They didn't really make it clear. They just said, oh, well, when, when, you, when you reach these demands that are very vague, uh, we'll come back to work. I, I, I just, I think Starbucks is in a, a tough spot here. Um, and, you know, this, this Buffalo Elmwood store, which I'm sure is a very popular location, uh, you know, going to stay closed until, <laughs> until they're able to answer, the, to answer the question. But like you said, one answer is going to upset someone. Mm -hmm. There's nothing, the way this is put out, there is nothing they can do that is going to fully satisfy all the employees um, of that Starbucks location. You won't catch me on here saying, you, you know, a lot of times, oh, I sympathize with the big business, uh, you know, because of uh, what's going on. But I, in this terms, there's there really is not an easy solution. There's nothing that's going to please everybody. And you're just kind of left trying to figure out what will please or satisfy most people. You know, what will people tolerate 
<laughs> you know, uh, what will people uh, uh, kind of consider acceptable? I, I do love some of the uh, comments coming in. You can send us a text on our Volkswagen of Orchard Park text board, 803-0930, or give us a call on what you think about this situation. A lot of people saying, hey, look, uh, look no staff is the norm all over the place. Uh, if you're talking about nor- no staff right now, everyone's working short staff, and that's not just in the service industry. That is uh, across the board yeah. in many situations. It's a way of life right now. That's not something that's easily fixed overnight. And in again, if you're talking about at the same time, hey, we need more staff, but we need no staff who's a COVID close contact or you know a possible COVID exposure on January seventh, two thousand two, as we stand here, or twenty two. Oh. I'm trying to go back in time. I I don't think that's possible. No. I, you can't have both of those things. You're asking for two things that at the current state that we're in literally cannot happen. So you you have to it's part of bargaining, right? At some point you have to say uh, well, we'll work with you here a little bit on this. All right, we'd rather run a little short staffed than have the COVID exposure. Or, hey, because we're all COVID exposure, you know, right. unless you're definitely COVID positive, we'll show up to work. I think it has to be one of those two things. I mean, here's here's something that I just thought of. Do the employees want uh, to get tested every day you go into work? So you could be full staffed, but maybe that sense of uh, – uh, of comfort, knowing that, but I mean, and, and what's the likelihood? for the test? Where do you get the test? Right. I, I mean, this is where you sympathize with, and somebody's chiming in. You know, I don't sympathize with them at all. They should fire everybody and close the store down. Yeah, okay, that's a great way to stay in business. Why? Why don't we do that? Everyone facing these challenges, but that is just close this, close up your entire business and walk away uh, into the sunset. But somewhere. That adds another thing, another reason to sympathize with Starbucks here. That adds another uh, thing to that that. that they don't want a bad PR, right? Everyone's talking. The the unionized Starbucks here in Western New York got a lot of media throughout the country, right? I mean, it was in reports. It was it was on ABC. It was on the, the big networks. They don't want the bad PR. They also have to think of that because if they did what this texter says, close down, fire the – I'm telling you, that would be bad press um, for Starbucks that would go nationwide. And I'm sure that's also um, something that they're thinking about. Uh, going to this as well. I'd like to talk to Starbucks employees because, you know, Starbucks on Transit and Maple, they do let people in. You can sit in that Starbucks. It's not just a pickup anymore. You can go, you can sit, you can it can, you can uh, party like a 2019 at a Starbucks. Uh, and I'd like to know, are those... No party I'd rather be a part of. <laughs> are those employees, do they share the same concerns? Because this is the first I'm hearing uh, of this from the unionized Starbucks, which obviously has a lot of attention on it. Uh, but is this something that others in the service industry are worried about? Do they feel unsafe? Do they feel like they are putting themselves at more of an exposure than maybe other places? especially those that are fully open, like the Starbucks at Transit and Maple. Uh, just something else to think about. It it does raise the question, too, you know, are, are you hurting yourself in the end? Uh, again, you're trying to attract employees. You're trying to convince other employees and other Starbucks to unionize, kind of join your effort. I don't know if I'm looking at this from another uh, Starbucks location saying, oh, well, now the store's closed for no one's working for a week because right. of – COVID close contacts, I mean, what is that what the future lies for me? I, does that hurt 
their effort at all. I, I think it might. And, and I do think that this is this goes beyond the Starbucks. This goes beyond uh, you know one union store. I, I think this is every workplace, every work site across America right now where employers have to make a decision that is going to really impact all of their employees and you got to walk a fine line and nothing is going to please everybody. Joe, if I had it my way, I, you know, you'd walk in here, it would be full staff, you know, everyone's working in the office. Uh, You don't have to worry about anything. Just go and do your business. But I know that that's not going to appease everybody else who works here. If you take that approach, there's going to be a lot of people who say that's unacceptable. I'm leaving. I'm out of here. So you have to find that middle ground. And where is the middle ground? I think I think the further along we go, Brian, more people are going to have the mindset you're having. I think we're getting closer to that, especially with this new variant that doesn't seem to be as severe. I think more people are starting to be in the camp of let's get back to normal. Let's be full staffed. Let's let's treat things again like they're 2019. I think more and more people are, are going to that side. Obviously not the employees of the Elmwood Starbucks. What do you think about this? 803-0930, star 930. And uh, what what? challenges have you noticed at work as well? Maybe it's staffing, maybe it's safety issues. We'd like to hear from you. It's BMAZ and Beamer on a Friday on WBEN. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow, whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits. Shopify helps you sell everywhere, from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms and sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. and Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24/7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast we really need new phones t-mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iphone 15s and each line is only 25 dollars a month new iphone 15s it's better over here. only at t-mobile get four iphone 15s on us and four lines for 25 bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch 
Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. It's Beamaz and Beamer. News Radio 930 WBEN. As a Beamer, welcome you back here to WBEN, uh, where we're talking about some of the, the, the issues in the workplace. And I think it really is every workplace, uh, but it's being highlighted by a local Starbucks again of, you know, what, what is a COVID safety protocol look like? I actually sympathize with employers trying to come up with, you know, something that's going to appease everybody, because I, I think that's pretty impossible. There's so many different feelings on it of uh, people who want to be kept safe. Uh, there's people who say, I don't need you to keep me safe. <laughs> um, you know, it's a, you're not my doctor, you're my boss. Um, there's the other, uh, you know, there's a lot of people who are in the middle who, you know, are just kind of, ah, you know, I don't. So there's so many different sensibilities that you have to try and juggle if you're an employee uh, or employer who wants to keep your employees relatively happy. And this is playing out at the Starbucks where uh, the unionized Starbucks on Elmwood is uh, out off the job uh, for the week. Uh, they're walking out, hoping to return. Uh, it is it's a difficult situation, I think, for well, actually, you know what? In this case, maybe not really. This is from uh, the story at WBEN. Com. The employees said they'll return to work when they feel the store is fully staffed and safe. I, how do you do that? Um, I don't know if you can get both. You can get it to be fully staffed. Is that going to meet your safe sensibilities? Something tells me not. Right. You can get it to be safe and what, you have one person in there at, the, at a time? Is that going to be fully staffed enough for you to handle what's coming in? Will you like that? Talking uh, about pressure to I work. I don't think so. Yeah. One person behind the counter? So I, I do not think that there that's a, a rational approach. And the problem with this is with the walkout of, you know, we are going to, we're going to stand out here. We're not going to uh, go in until our demands are met. I don't think, Joe, that's going to work in this case. No. Because we're not talking about, a local business. We're not talking about hundreds of employees at at some larger place, uh, you know, somewhere. Uh, it's not a major strike. It's not a strike uh, like GM or uh, the Catholic Health strike that we were talking about. No, we're, we have employees walking out at one Starbucks location. Starbucks that are, it's owned by Starbucks. Right. I don't think Starbucks cares if that stays closed. I think Starbucks is saying, uh, and I'll go back to WBEN.com, whatever changes make sense for the neighborhood, any store leader is able to make, including shortening store hours, moving to 100% takeout only, which is the case in Buffalo. Uh, We can't really do much more without just closing down entirely. And you know what? If we're closed down entirely... There's another store down the road here. There's another store here. There's another store here. There's another store here. We're making money hand over fist. And if we lose one store for a month, 
it's not really going to change the bottom line to the people who make the decisions. Like you said, it's 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 a it's not a neighborhood cafe. It's a Starbucks, and I'm sure those individuals that frequented that Starbucks have uh, already found their other Starbucks to go to. And again, you know, I, I, you've got the employees that have their concerns, um, but uh, if you if you want a full staff, you want a full staff. If you want healthy health concerns, you want health concerns. You can't have both, and you need something more than vague uh, demands uh, as you walk out. So, Brian, I, I think you're probably going to see that location closed for a while. I, I, and I'm not saying that's right, by the way. I'm just saying that is the reality. That, yeah, that's the reality of the situation. That's just kind of being aware of the situation you're in, yeah. who you work for, and what their situation is. Uh, their situation is, you know, unlike some other places, uh, yeah, and, and it's different than, you know, they like to compare it to Spot Coffee locally. It's much different than Spot Coffee. Yes, it is. Spot Coffee, a store goes offline for a week. I, I'd imagine that is a much greater impact than Starbucks yeah. uh, <laughs> store going offline for a week. A- and you have to kind of face that reality. It's a difficult situation to please, and you do want to try and please and keep your employees Happy. Well, yeah, you don't want disgruntled employees. At some point, though, <laughs> you have to make money. Yeah, in this case, um, I don't know if they're the right people to be making this exact point. Uh, we'll go to Patricia. You're on WBEN. Hey, thanks for listening. How's it going? It's going well. How are you? Not doing bad. What's on your mind, Patricia? Um, I was listening oh, a few weeks ago about Starbucks unionizing. And I think that anyone who thinks that working at at Starbucks is mentally taxing is not living in the real world. Why? Why would you say that? Well, because they don't even when to say that making coffee and talking to people is mentally taxing shows me that they don't know what's really going on or what a real job is. What would be a real job that's mentally taxing to you then? Well, you've got to use your mind to figure something out. Why don't you have to do that at Starbucks? Well, I I don't think so because I'd go to work and I'd be there early so I'd make the coffee and then people would come in and I'd talk to people and I didn't feel taxed until I started to work at a real job and figure out what's going on in the budget and things like that. Well, I will agree. I agree. There's different levels of mentally taxing. And I can see your point, Patricia, but I can also see, you know, it's a Saturday morning. You've got a Starbucks full of people that half of them, the app's not working. The other half, this, that. They're yelling. They've been there for 20 minutes. I can see where that is. And they're not fully staffed. I can see with those factors how this can start to be a job that is – Mentally and physically taxing. Really? Wow. In those situations. I don't, I, you know, I think you're being a little dismissive to not just Starbucks, but everyone who works in the service industry. I don't, if you've ever had one, thanks for the call, Patricia. If you've ever had one of those jobs, yeah, mentally taxing, sure. Mm-hmm. It, of course, is it sometimes. You get, I, you know, I was about to say a word I can't say on the air, but those people walking in, right. um, you know, who are just belligerent and will, you know, want that you're uh, dealing with those, putting a little smile on your face so you don't get fired, uh, right. doing the job, figuring out all the things. There's a lot of things to remember. Let me tell you, when I worked in the service industry, it's in much day. more mentally tax, uh, taxing to me than what I do right now. Yes. Uh, for sure. Yes. 
Um, and, and it's part of that is it will vary from person to person. You could put someone, you can put an accountant behind a chair crunching numbers that would drive me insane. I would, my eyes would roll into the back of my head. Uh, it would be so mentally taxing that I would fall off my chair. Uh, it, but uh, to somebody, it comes very easy, and it's not really all that big of a deal at all. Uh, so I, I don't think that now there's a difference, of course, between uh, skill levels. There's a difference between, um, you know, acquired versus just kind of uh, natural skills that you might need for different jobs. But to just totally dismiss, you know, a, a service industry job because it's you don't believe it's mentally taxing is, you know, I, I think that's ridiculous. But I will say this. I, I will say this, and this is the time to do it. If you're at a, if you're at a job that you feel is too mentally taxing, um, you know, everyone is hiring right now. There is a job out there. I left a job because I thought it was way too mentally taxing. And as Brian says, this job is not mentally taxing at all. Uh, this is perfect for me. Um, but, you know, the job I had before this, uh, working retail, and as Brian said, there are certain customers that, let me. They, they come in with an attitude, and you have to greet them with a smile on your face and give them everything they want. Um, that I mean, that takes a toll on you, and that's something when you walk out, you can feel that. Uh, but at the same time, so I can see where these employees are. Believe me, I've been in a Starbucks, not even working, waiting for my order, and I've been mentally taxed, okay? <laughs> I, I can definitely see it. However, if it's to the point where it's unbearable, then it's time to start looking for another job. That's also a reality. I to dismiss anyone's job as you know. Oh, you, well, you have an easy job. You have a job that doesn't matter. You know, I have the tough mental. I, I think that is totally uh, losing. You know, a grip. Every single job. Some of it's uh, uh, physically demanding. Some jobs are mentally demanding. So every job has its own little you know quirks that make it a job. Right? It's not a cakewalk. It's not fun in the sun. It's a job, J O B, for a reason. I, you know, my mindset, I don't, we've talked about this before. It's a job. I, you're not supposed to like it. <laughs> you go to work, you don't go to play. Right. Uh, that's kind of, you know, the mindset that I've had for uh, a, a long time. <laughs> to dismiss somebody else's job without doing it yourself, you know, I'm, uh, I don't know about that. I think that's probably the wrong way to look at it. I think a right way to look at it is to say your demands are not something that's feasible. Right. And your position in this, you know, negotiation is from, frankly, a position of weakness, as yep. opposed to if you were at a smaller business where it would matter if it was closed down. Yeah. That's a situation where you can look at and say, I don't know if these people... But to demean the job, I think that's the totally wrong way to look at it. Ryan in Buffalo, you're on WBEM. What's going on? Yeah, I, look, I agree with you. I, I'm not in favor of unions, public sector or, or otherwise, but I think this previous caller just missed the, missed the point. It's not about mentally taxing. You know, unions were established more so for the physical aspects of right. you know, walking, on, walking on steel girders, you know, 80 stories up in New York City or you know, working in a, an asbestos-filled plant. So this is about physical. I, I totally disagree with what the folks at Starbucks, at that uh, location, did. But here's the thing. Every single um, uh, decision has a consequence to it. They have every right, and they, they did, obviously, to unionize. However, there are consequences to it. What are those? Well, tomorrow, six people could show up and say, you know what, I'll work there. 
I'll work at Starbucks tomorrow, and I'll cross the picket line, if you will, the quote-unquote picket line, and I'll go work there. And, and I think that, you know, so long as everybody realizes you can be anti-union, I'm not in favor of unions, but, look, they, they can feel free to do it. But the point is it's about physical issues, not so much about mental. I think you guys are exactly right. You could be picking up garbage. You ever see the garbage that's out after Christmas, giving, right? And these guys are... Garbage in general. Garbage in general, right? Yeah, exactly. These people are whipping around on the back of a truck when it's, you know, 15 degrees. Uh, They have, I mean, to to the lady's point, that's mentally and physically exhausting. Uh, But anyhow, I just wanted to make that point that there are consequences to it. There very well may be consequences to what those folks did up there. Time will tell. Um, and, you know, and that will come in the form of, you know, maybe not having the job that they, they currently have. Yeah, Ryan, appreciate the call. I, you know, I listen, I've said many times before on this show, I totally support. You want to unionize. I, that is your right. That's your goal. And you should. You should strive for whatever is the best deal you can get at your job. Why wouldn't you? However, you also have to have a sense of reality and be smart about it. Uh, so if your demands kind of reach a level that's not realistic, you, you do have to be grounded in reality somewhat. I, you know, I think you can form together, uh, get a better uh, environment, maybe get better wages, get uh, a better um, environment in the workplace. But if your demands are almost impossible to meet, which for it's kind of crazy to say that, Joe, to be fully staffed and safe. Uh, but in but I'm saying it's impossible to meet. You know, two years ago you would have said like that's crazy. Like that <laughs> that should be the bare minimum. But the definition of that has changed so much right. to where you know being safe. You know, everyone now has this. Uh, I, I don't want to go this far, but there is a, a lot of people out there who have kind of a hypochondriac view of of oh, being safe exactly. now that they might not have two years ago. So to meet that demand, it is impossible. And, you know, while I, I say go for it, you know, so I support your right to, to organize, when you start making unrealistic demands, don't be surprised if it kind of backfires or if people who had your back are saying, well, you know, now you're just you're asking for a little too much or, or you're being ridiculous. Or if you don't get what you want at the end, even if you did take that step to organize. Um, so it, it's a, like I said, it's a two way street. You have to look at it from multiple angles, just like we would tell Patricia, hey, uh, to each their own, maybe working at Starbucks would be a walk in the park for you. Maybe you should get a job at Starbucks. Uh, they might be hiring very soon. Yeah. Um, that if it comes that easy, that's great for you. Different people have different perspectives. Right. Uh, keep those perspectives in mind when you're making demands at the workplace. What's easy for you is difficult for someone, and what's difficult for someone, well, that's saying the same thing. Uh, 803-0930, star 930 is the number. Also, the Volkswagen of Orchard Park text board. Uh, Brian, how about we uh, go to Jay or Jay in Buffalo? Uh, Jay, Jay in Buffalo. Uh, you know, talking about the stress and being safe there, uh, that whole area of Elmwood Avenue there in Buffalo is filled with these little service industry jobs. I, my question is, why hasn't the stress hit the other 99 businesses there? And the third thing, and Brian just talked about, uh, about this, is what do you define safe? I bet you if you took those four people and asked how they define safe, they would each have a different opinion. There's, we all have to take risks. This is the new 
and I don't understand what total safety is in this situation anymore. Jay, I, th- I, I, Jay, I thank you for the call. I think you're, I think you're right. We, if you asked all those employees that walked out, they'd all have a different answer. And if you, if you tried to fulfill all separate demands, you would be getting in the way of someone else's demand. As Brian said, that's the reality. Of, of January 7th, 2022. That's the reality of where we are right now. It's not possible to do one and the other. And it would be interesting to hear all the different, the separate demands and what each of them think are, quote, safe and full-staffed. I, I think you get a lot of people, too, saying, if you don't feel safe in a business that, uh, you know, I'm guessing would require you to wear a mask the whole time, yeah, requires you to be vaccinated to step in. Right you probably are not going to feel safe anywhere for the rest of your life. That's a great point. <laughs> I mean, right? that if you kind of take a step back, oh, my workplace is not safe. Why isn't it safe? Well, you know, COVID exposure. Well, don't they require you to be vaccinated? Yes. Okay, so you have the vaccination. You feel safe with that? Uh, and you have to wear a mask? Okay, so you don't feel safe around people is right. what you're trying to say. <laughs> uh, in that case... This is a job that you can't do right. uh, because this job requires you to be around even in this form where people aren't even allowed to eat inside. It's just going and picking up. You're going to have to be around a coworker in a somewhat confined space and then people are going to be picking up food. So that level of safety will never be met. If your level of safety is, hey, I just don't want to get my hand burned by this uh, espresso machine. That's something they can We can do that. We can do that. We can make sure that that doesn't happen and take some steps to combat that. But if your level of safety is something different in your own mind, and, you know, this Jay hit on part of the problem that we no longer have a collective idea of what safety means. Maybe we never did, uh, but certainly it has slipped over the last two years. Uh, you're never going to come to this agreement. No. And you have to realize that when you're making these demands and having this discussion, because if you can't come to an agreement, then you can't go to work. And then uh, did you accomplish anything in the long run? That's a good point. We'll see how this plays out. Brian, before we get out of here, there's a big game on Sunday, playing for the division at home in Orchard Park. How you feeling? I'm feeling good. I'm a little worried about, you know, we mentioned this before, 430 I don't know what time to begin. I don't know what the weather's going to be like. I'm hoping that I have enough propane in my little mini things for the grills. Um, You know, there's a lot of things mentally. This is, Joe, mentally taxing for me. Yes. To prepare for the tailgate when it happens at a time that I'm not used to. Normally, I'm a Paula's Donuts at the tailgate person. But do I really want to do that when it's a 4.30? Does does, does a 4.30 game eliminate... The need for Paul's Donuts at the tailgate. Also, my expanding waistline might eliminate the need for that at a a tailgate. But, you know, there's a lot of things I'm trying to kind of uh, figure out here and sort through. It's it's kind of taxing on my brain. I feel Uh, it. But I won't boycott. I will go ahead, and uh, we're going to go right through it, and we'll both be there. Yeah, both be there, and we'll both be here on Monday to talk about it, which is nice. (laughs) We hope. (laughs) Well, hey, go Bills. Hope everyone has a great first. Oh, no, this is already the second full weekend of 2022. Um, Hope you have a great weekend. Go Bills. 
Hardline Sunday. State Senator Rob Ort is joining me right off the top, so I hope you listen then. We will join you Monday at 9. David is next on WBEN. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.